Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now, let's get to the show. Luke McCarty is here, Art, so that means he did not win the $1.5 billion. Or is he quiet? I, is he? Is he? Are you yeah. keeping something from us, Luke? It's called to- quiet, quiet quitting. I got one point five billion in my pocket, and I'm, you know, no, actually, I bought a ticket and it was one point two five. I forgot when it was one point five. Saw on the news somebody in Florida won it, and um, surprised Stacy didn't kick me. What part of Florida was it sold? I think it was Jacksonville, wasn't it? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, but I just know that <laughs> somebody you? did finally win it. Somebody won it. And I know that you could get struck by lightning a lot easier than <laughs> having the odds of winning. Multiple times. So, I mean, that brings up an interesting point, though, Mark. An inheritance. You know, windfall money. You mm-hmm. know, what do you do with that? So, uh, the real powerful part of any type of inheritance that you get is having the money um, and having the income that money can present start affecting your lifestyle. So what most people think when they get windfall money is, oh, I've got two or 300,000, I'm gonna pay this off, pay this off, pay that off. But what they do is they burn through the money, it's usually gone within 18 months, If it doesn't matter what the amount is, it can be several million or it can be several hundred thousand, it's usually gone in the same period. And we have a, a real reason and real justification to do it. The problem is you lose the power of the money. So what I mean by that is if you had a quarter of a million that you inherited from mom and dad and you just take the interest off of it, so you're not really touching the 250,000, you're just touching the interest, usually that's roughly about 5%. So if you're now getting that as extra income, you know that's probably gonna be bringing another $1,500, 12 to $1,500 a month in your budget. Well, that would also make a difference to your budget, right? Difference to the things you could afford, different. And there's a way, because then you now have that money sitting there that's always there as a resource, but now you also have the extra income. And this is income that should grow over time, and it's also affecting your budget for the, the rest of your life if you play it well. So a lot of times people, when these inher- and they get these inheritances or even a lot of things like that, um, it's gone literally in 18 months, typically on the average. Yeah, so what I've seen recently with a client, so think about this. Somebody inherits about a million dollars you know they have about a million dollars in IRA 401k already but they got the million dollars cash so at that at that point you either do what art was saying where you maybe do the wrong thing and pay some things off or don't let it work for you for income or maybe you can retire early you can live off your cash you can do Roth conversions at lower tax brackets and your health care could be free so it really just depends what you put on your tax return the way you spend that money you know, there's other ways to do it where you could be more efficient and say, now I have my million dollars that was in the 401k. I did conversions. I converted all that. Now I have a million dollars tax-free. I spent this money tax-free, which made my Social Security tax-free, which made my Medicare, or, you know, all these other things could be tax-free while you're doing it, if done correctly. The reality of us ever winning a billion dollars slim to none. But the reality of picking up an inheritance, there's a really good chance that could happen. So what advice would you tell somebody who gets windfall money? Get some advice so that people can show you the power that that money can make a difference for your family. So mom or dad typically would want you to be a good steward of it, right? There's a few parents that are out there that would be like, do whatever you want. But there's a lot of them, they would much rather see that money be there for your whole lifetime. And then you could even turn around and give that to the grandkids, right? So you've used it for your life and your retirement and it's 
improved your retirement. It's improved your lifestyle. It's improved your income. Just like Luke was given an example of a client he's working with to help completely restructure their income tax situation where they're going from a highly taxed retirement to a tax-free retirement. And they were using some of those inheritance dollars to be able to do that. Really doing some real planning around it where you can just change your life. That's what mom or dad would be the most happy with. 321-425-8550. If you know an inheritance could be in your future, let's put a plan together to help protect those assets so you don't become a statistic that blows through that money in 18 months. That initial consultation, it is no cost, no obligation. 321-425-8550 or artofmoneyradio.com. Throughout the weekend, we've been talking about our love-hate relationship with birthday boy, Tim Tebow. We love him for the great things that he does in the community, but... None of us like him because of the college team he played for. Well, here's more from Art McPherson's conversation with the former Florida quarterback talking about being a good steward with your finances. I think we're called to be a steward of everything. I think our finances are a big part of that. And that's mostly what churches talk about is a steward of your finances. But I think it's your time, money, energy, uh, resources, um, your body, all of it. I think we're called to be a steward of everything God has entrusted us with. And your finances are a big part of that. I think tithing is a big part of that. I think understanding waste is a big part of that. I think understanding greed is a big part of that. I think being able to um, have a generous heart, but at the same time, a wise heart, you know, um, with with what you're doing and with your savings and being able to support your family, take care of your family. But at the same time, there's times I think also generosity is called. And um, I'm a big believer in, in all those things, but I believe stewardship is more than just finances. I think it's every area of your life. You agree with that advice he said about being a steward with the finances? I do, because he's a true leader in that area also. So, you know, he changed the rules in college football. You know, he had John 316 on his eyes uh, and they made it so you couldn't do that anymore. You know, so he's always been a very vocal advocate and very positive and very um, sincere about what he believes in. But if you look at his foundation, we've been involved with his foundation three years now. Um, The Night to Shine is a total give back for underprivileged children, you know, and that is an amazing event that he does. But it's not just that. He has his whole foundation, which is doing things like saving kids from sex trafficking, you name it. I mean, but his foundation for every dollar they bring in, 95% of that money goes back to to ministry. So he does what he says and he talks about waste. You know, you got to be careful with waste. Well, they don't waste anything with his foundation. And there's a lot of foundations. There's a very famous one that comes to mind, the Clinton Foundation. I think of every dollar they brought in, it was about 400 million. Uh, I think only 5% of that went back out to charity and the rest of it stayed internal. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we have some big, big foundations that do that. They become a money grabber and then money is very slow to go out. You know, it becomes this big institution unto itself. And unfortunately, that's that can be a big problem. With that said, let's dip into the artist vault in Art McPherson had the opportunity to sit down with Tim Tebow at an event not too long ago. And they talked about getting fired up and ready to go and making the right decision. So here's Art McPherson and former Florida quarterback Tim Tebow. I can tell you already from just getting to know you a little bit, I like you. (laughs) I can tell you this also, I respect you. And I can also tell you, and everybody in this room will know this, uh, that's hard for me to say because I'm a big Noel guy. So you being a big Gator guy. (laughs) 
It's all right. You you did your job when you played us when you were at school. It's all good. It, yes, it we did. <laughs> you, Gosh, why would you? That's the worst team you could have picked. I mean, all these guys nice. are they're they're Georgia guys, you know. I know. Oh, uh, we're Kennesaw, Georgia. We got to support Georgia. No, you don't. All right. There's right and wrong. We know where that one falls. Sorry, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. So football aside, um, you mentioned something though that I think applies to a lot of us in our businesses because we kind of coaches a group of people that are under us. And you had mentioned something about accountability Mm -hmm. and leadership. Can you expand a little bit more on what you thought you could have done differently when you were at the Gators? And you had mentioned that you thought that if you held other people accountable, can you get into details without, you know, getting too specific? Yeah, I feel like give us an idea. I feel like that's actually something we did really, really well was we held people accountable. But I feel like when you have success, it's so much easier to go from bad to average, average to good, than it is to go from good to great. Good to great, it might not be a huge jump, but it's the hardest jump to make. It is so hard. And I, I say that to say for us, we went from, from average to good and good, and, and, and good to really good, but then it was trying to find that greatness, right? And so we did, we won the national championship. Then the next year, we won the Heisman. Then the next year, we won another national championship. So the next year, like I was explaining, we were trying to win three out of four, win it again. And sometimes when you've been there, and you've been there, and you've been there, you, the little things that you didn't take for granted, you start to take for granted. Oh, we've done it so many times. We've run that play so many times. I don't have the same focus, right? So if I'm running far trio right 60 Houston, then I know if it's post high defense, I'm banging the speed post to my check down. If it's quarter coverage, I'm going curl to flat to my check down. And if it's blitz zero, I'm taking my skinny post on a rhythm five. And I know the little things over and over and over again, no matter what defense, I have an answer, right? On the little things, you focus on them over and over. When we just hit that play to win the national championship the year before, we think, oh, no, we're good. We don't really need to practice this hard, right? We don't need it. I know that play. I know Far Trail, right? 60 Houston. And I think that was something for us that those little things, and when I say we could have, I could have held everybody accountable, is those tiny details that, no, for my ex receiver, he has to catch the ball 17 yards, two yards inside of the numbers, or the play doesn't work to perfection. You have to be there. I have to take a rhythm three. You have to be 17 yards, two yards inside the numbers. You have to be there because I'm throwing it to that spot. And I didn't do that at the end of the year. Yeah, we were 12-0, defending national champs, number one in the country. But leading to the last game, no, no, we, we got it. It would be good. When it comes down to it, we're going to make it work. Rather than saying, no, I need you on that spot. You have to be on that spot. No matter what you get there, I'll put it there. There was a difference for that. And that's where I thought that what we did a great job, we started to just get a little complacent. And we started to just step back where the fundamentals of the little things that made us good and even made us great, we started to take for granted. And I think that's why sometimes in life and business, you have to go back to the fundamentals, the little things that made you great and do them over and over and over again with the same motivation, the same focus, the same attention to detail. And even if you don't want to because it's become boring to you, find a way to motivate yourself, whether that's thinking about it in a way like like I would try to. All right, it's fourth and 13 in the national championship. The game's on the line and picture in that moment so that you can actually feel that pressure. And so you go through it with attention to detail in that moment. And I don't know how that would compare to in your situation of trying to go through the fundamentals and in those situations. But I think that's where when I was answering his question, I 
didn't hold my team and myself as accountable to those little things in those critical moments, especially leading up to that game that I regretted so much, where I feel like we could have been different. Translates very well. Okay, good. I'm glad it does. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 Today's show has been a work of art. 